There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Private Education, the Smart Sex and Relationships podcast. I'm Ashlyn Keenan, at Ashling M. Keenan on Instagram if you want to follow me. The M is not for Mariah, just in case anyone's unclear. There's a rumour going around that it is, but it isn't. Um, my guest today is Melanie Murphy and she is an author and an online content creator. Um, and she uses kind of her YouTube channel to talk about topics like sexuality, women's rights, relationships, lots of lots of different things, but those things specifically relate to obviously this podcast and the content that that I produce. Um but she talks with such warmth and openness that appeals to over six hundred thousand subscribers, Melanie. What the hell? Oh it's mad. That's a lot of people. Yeah, and I I started it six years ago, so I guess it's been a kind of a slow grower. It's yeah. not like I woke up one night and the next morning I had all these people. So I feel like as time has gone by, I've gotten kind of more used to that. Yeah. But still, when I film a video, I don't really think about the amount of people. That's yeah. that's what helps me to be so candid on camera yeah. because they're not looking at me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. bit easier. Yeah. You said in one of your videos, you were like, you know, I'm just talking to to my camera. I know you're I know you're there like I know. And you call them your online family, which is. Yeah, I, I always say internet, internet family, family yeah. it's like kind of having this little space online. To, it's like an extension of yourself. And yeah. I know I have a lot of weird feelings about the internet yeah. at the moment, spe- especially because I'm kind of coming into that phase of life where I'm thinking about having kids and all. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've been thinking a lot about what we do, why we share stuff, all that kind of thing. But for me, the reason I started was because I was in college and I found all these people vlogging in their house and this was way before anyone was doing it as a job yeah and I just thought it was so weird and like interesting to be a fly on the wall and to just kind of almost it has this the sensation the feeling that you're lying in bed chatting to a mate yeah and you could kind of fulfill that while you're on public transport or you're in the bath or you're cleaning or you're yeah. cooking or anything like that and I was just like I want to have that effect that these people have on me. Do you know what I mean? Um, we went to the same university, I think. We went to, we both, you went to DCU, DCU, right? did yeah. it? Oh, yeah. DCU what year did you graduate? In, two, I think it was 2014, I think. Okay, so it was 2009. So oh, wow. before, we weren't there at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I did uh, education and training. What did you do? Uh, journalism. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And I just, at the time, I remember, the reason I say this is because I remember at the time being told by one of my lecturers, everyone is going to have blogs in a few years so start a blog yeah. mm. and so everyone in the class started a blog and I did too but at that time I couldn't I couldn't even explain to people what a blog was, what it, was it was yeah. so new and so kind of uncharted territory like so yeah. I guess in 2014 that w- would have been true for vlogs yeah, and for YouTubers that's and it it was I think people didn't understand it at first and mm. I was doing it while I was in DCU and yeah. people like really gave me the dirty looks and all that kind of stuff when I'd bring it up because they're like what are you doing do you know because sometimes I would 
you know bring a camera into yeah. college and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know in fairness at the time I was not being myself online at all like yeah. I was speaking in a different voice I was changing yeah. my accent because I was really self-conscious of my accent and like I just didn't I didn't know what I was doing I was kind of emulating the people I was watching yeah so I was just filming shite like, just <laughs> anything um and I wasn't really talking about stuff that I was all that interested in I was talking about a lot of safe things yeah at the time because yeah. that's all I saw girls doing at the mm-hmm. time like other other women and um yeah, but I was getting a lot of like kind of, oh, who does she think she is kind of thing. And then it when it started. It must have been so unusual to be going around with a camera then. It was. Like, not like, anymore. I only had a few hundred subscribers yeah. as well when it started. So they were kind of just looking at me like I was mad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I remember when it started taking off, I was in my final year. Right. And like I was getting like different newspapers and stuff were doing media coverage of mm-hmm. me. And I was, I went on like this Channel 4 show and, and then people were like, being really up my arse and all, all of a sudden and, and then they were really interested and yeah, I was kind of I it made me um kind of cut off a lot from from a lot of people it's a very yeah. weird experience yeah. so it is yeah. but look sure it's brought me to like yeah. a place yeah. where that I love and I I love what I'm doing now yeah. and I'm writing and yeah it's very interesting so, yeah. so you've you've written a non-fiction book then you've written your fiction book is called If Only it's That's called it If Only moment. yes like you've done so much in such like in such a relatively short time. My first time. book was on the was featured on the Leave Insert like this year. It was that's in the higher level English paper. And that's I was the, like, that's gold. Yeah, for any was, Irish person. It's like I've made it, mom. I've made it. It was the weirdest sensation. And then with the the fiction book, like I I know that's such a step away from all of the like sharing personal content online. Mm. But a lot of the subjects I explore on yeah. my channel, I was able to explore through fiction. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was still, I still felt like my audience would enjoy well, it, it, but it, it was also appeal, like yeah. a lot more creatively fulfilling for me. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's not often that I step off and do do other things. Yeah. And so um, we met, like, so I followed you for a, the longest time and we've a friend in common, Riyadh is, yes. is our pal in common, who yeah. he's promised me he'll come on the podcast next time he's home <laughs> in Dublin. Oh, he so. is gas. He's been one of my good YouTube friends for, a few years and like I think what we bonded over as well was just that immediate like we can talk about anything yes and that's what happened with me and you when we were having dinner that's exactly what happened at an event yeah we literally we we were happened just happened to be sitting next to each other at a a dinner and I thought you know when you go to an event and you're just in and out and in and out you don't really get to chat to people because we were having dinner we were there for a good amount of time yeah but immediately like within about three and a half minutes (laughs) Melanie and I were like so let's talk about threesomes remember that time this happened (laughs) and and then like just straight into like sexuality and all mm. that kind of thing and I knew then because you are so passionate about sexual education oh yeah and yeah. that's obviously that's the whole point of the podcast so I was straight away like have oh, to be perfect on. fit yeah like the perfect fit I I've been so excited about this because like literally what you're doing right now is just like when I was doing my degree was which was in teaching like mm. there was a couple of areas I was interested in going mm. into one was sex and sexuality and all that and the other was health and wellness and nutrition and all mm-hmm. and because they're my two big areas of interest yeah. and there's very few people online that will speak as honestly and openly as you do particularly Irish people right oh yeah like yeah. it's ju- it just seems to be a th- like a bit of a hang up for yeah, us which is, is why like when you were so open I was like this is amazing and mm. you're just so comfortable talking about it and I think that comes across in your channel as well so when I was like I wanted to you know there's lots of things we could do 10 episodes together but yeah. like I wa- there were so many things I wanted to talk to you about like first and foremost I think you're my first bisexual guest am I? Not, I think so yeah this well I mean I haven't bisexual guests <laughs> a lot <laughs> yeah. of people are like I oh have God, so totally. many mates and they'll yeah. get drunk and you know guys and girls and mm. all and, and, and you know and they might be married or they might be and, and they'll say um, you know like 
I, I am definitely straight, but, and then they'll talk about certain crushes or certain things they they did that they really enjoyed or, and this and that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't want to use that label because there's so much, so many people assume like you have to be perfectly 50-50 into men and One women other, and yeah. all this, that and the other. And it's, yeah, I, I, I know a lot more people definitely fall under that umbrella yeah. than admit, yeah. Than admit I, yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I completely agree. I think it's like, it's a spectrum, isn't it? Like, yeah. and you fall somewhere on that spectrum and like labels really like, I think, you know, they'll be obsolete in a few years. Oh, definitely. I, I think hope it's they going are. that way. I yeah. hope they are. The, yeah. the only real benefit I see to labels is being able to communicate more about who you are. Yes. But at the end of the day, I just feel like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be so shocking for like, so say like there's a pair, like two parents and their daughter brings a girlfriend home. They're like, oh, I have this new partner. I can't wait for you to meet them. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till it gets to the point where whoever they bring in to the house, it's just kind of like, oh, how are you? Welcome, and it's not yeah. kind of like, it's a girl. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I just can't yeah. wait. Or then the same or, set of parents, if the like couple of years down the line, having like their daughter having brought home a girl yeah. then bring home brings a home guy. a guy yeah like and it shouldn't be oh hang on wait a minute what's, what are you what's yeah. changed have yeah. you are you straight now like what's that about so yeah um yeah I just I just thought the way you discussed um your your own bisexuality but with the topic in general on your mm-hmm. YouTube is really um it's just really refreshing and really honest and inclusive so it it almost like encourages people to be open about what they are yeah. who they are how, how they feel about those sorts of things mm. um, and one of the videos in particular that I was really really interested in was you've a video called habits you fo- sexual habits you formed in your 20s yes that <laughs> one was really really good <laughs> oh thank you um, and so I'd love to talk about some of the topics that you touched on in that so oh, yeah we've talked about it before on the podcast my favorite topics <laughs> <laughs> this issue um faking orgasms so I, oh god that was, that was literally <laughs> yeah. number one on your list mm. and i was i've said it so many times if you ask a room of women to put their hand up if they ever ever faked an orgasm 60 percent of them will put their hands up and the other 40 percent are, are lying yes like 100 percent. absolutely agree because i used to lie i used even yeah. two partners like and it it came for me, I think it was all born from not even just insecurity, but like I think having been so sexually informed by porn and stuff like that, I was always putting because I always grew up like dating fellas. So I was always kind of like their sexual enjoyment comes before my own, like them coming is the end of sex. Like that that is what it's all about. And if they've had a good time, that means then I've had a good time because I've lived vicariously through them. It's so stupid. It's yeah. mad. And I know, you know, I, I love a quickie and all that kind of stuff. And I don't, I don't feel like I need to have an orgasm to enjoy sex. But I also think like me putting the other person before myself all the time was just so bad for me. Mm-hmm. And it took me so many years to kind of realize just how much I had to relax to actually orgasm with someone. Because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been masturbating since I was, what, like 11, 10, yeah. Yeah. probably younger. I don't know. Yeah. Um which happened in the bath. My first time was in, in the bath. I think I was playing with Barbies or, or something. And because uh, I used to always make my Barbies have sex in the bath. <laughs> I'll have you having gangbangs in the bath. Like action man would join in sometimes. And the other times you just watch. And I was like, I used to tell my mates this and they'd look at me like, oh my goodness. And then I had this one friend and she was like, the same so when we'd be alone she'd be like oh, I do that too or like okay. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it was a big secret like it, big yeah, secret yeah. yeah and then but yeah so with the orgasm stuff like it was it was my mid to late 20s that I kind of got to a place where I was kind of like right from now on if I if it's not happening I'm just going to say but I'm not going to make the other person feel all pressured and stuff because this is what I'd, I'd heard off of friends I had this one friend in college and she'd always say to me that her and her partner were always fighting 
um, after sex because he'd always feel really like unfulfilled because he couldn't make her have an orgasm yeah. and she'd kind of make him feel really guilty mm-hmm. and it was this kind of like awful loop so then they had these negative associations with sex so yeah. then they stopped having sex and it, it turned into that so it's kind of like if I'm not gonna come I'm, I don't want the other person to feel like it's their responsibility and yeah. um, yeah. it is my responsibility to te- show them how to make me come yeah you know what I mean yeah, and a lot absolutely. of people don't realize that yeah and it's also you know important to note like you said it that's not the end goal you mm. can still have really enjoyable oh sex my god yes and not have an orgasm and that's something that you might that's actually something that you might have to teach your partner that yeah. that, that isn't always the end goal yeah and, that, and that's, you know that's one thing when it comes to like same sex sex like mm. that's that was a huge learning curve for me and mm. um, that you know I have a friend and he's gay and he doesn't do any kind of anal or anything like that he calls himself a side so he doesn't okay. um he's not like a top or a bottom that's okay. the way they kind of yeah. split themselves up but yeah. he's he's like I have sex all the time but I'm not having any kind of like penetrative sex yeah. but what does that mean that I'm not sexually active no, no. of course not yeah. so I think the way we define sex has to be, you know the the parameters around that have to be, you have yeah. to think about that because yeah. then you know sometimes you have such an intense sexual experience and there's no, no kind of like riding and screaming and banging yeah, and all yeah, this yeah. you know what I mean yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's just um kind of coming to terms with that and yeah. and uh yeah just becoming more comfortable with yourself yeah. because beforehand as well I was very self-conscious about my body and that was a big barrier for me to have an orgasm because I couldn't detach my I couldn't just let my brain float away and just kind of be in the moment I was always like what about you know that bit of jiggle what about that stretch mark what about what does he think about that thing and this thing and whatever and then I think during my first couple of sexual experiences with women I was kind of you know obviously at the beginning we're both a little bit kind of like realizing how different our bodies are and this that the other but Mm -hmm. that made me really realize like okay it, it just had this different effect yeah. on me it was really really interesting yeah. and that's why I kind of and, and to any of my straight friends like my straight female friends and all I'm off was kind of like oh it's just so eye-opening yeah. <laughs> to like yeah. just be with a woman and because she they know because they have a clitoris yeah. they know more of what to do without you having to even say mm-hmm. so it was just a very big learning curve for me <laughs> you know the way you, you said in, in that video as well one of the things it just it just twigged at me there because I was looking at the website Erica Lust's website earlier I um, love her yeah ex-confessions that one where all like she has all these videos and it's he says subscribe and you can sub- subscribe for a year or a month or whatever you want and there's so so many videos and I actually I saw on, on YouTube you starred or well starred you yeah, were in, in the, the background, background yeah. in important like that yeah. is the best thing the ever the best thing it was one of the coolest weirdest things I've done over the past few years is my friend and I um, we got invited out by Erica Lust to see the set and she was kind of all about you know having f- females like in involved in the directing and yeah. the behind the camera stuff mm-hmm. and the pay is all equal pay and all that kind of thing so um she wanted to talk to us a lot about um making porn for um women you know yeah. what I mean and uh, yeah. and having that different kind of market and the different the way it's a lot more about the story and stuff because you know the way like I talk to girls about and when they'll be masturbating they can just kind of think up this big wild story involving their ex or someone they saw that Mm -hmm. day or or someone they work with or whatever and you can come just thinking about that and then you know a lot of guys are just more like you know they'll look at something or they'll look at a picture or they'll have a video and it it is different like our brains are definitely a little bit different based on you know research and how many people I've spoken to about that Mm -hmm. um but anyway she just kind of was like oh do you want to just kind of be in a scene 
and we were like what do you mean and then then she said you know no I mean with your clothes on just in the background and uh, when we saw the trailer we were dying laughing it was just brilliant like to be able to say that interesting experience we watched a a porn set like yeah and her porn is quite different in that she lets it's kind of she's just capturing sex she's not directing sex she's not like do this now move your leg here there now make more noise here now do that again it does none of that it was like they were like go have fun and they had a slight storyline in that like right at this point this other couple are going to walk in and but we were watching it in full and I'd never seen anything like it like I you know I went I went to like a sex club before and stuff like that and I've seen strip clubs and all that but this was very different it was like outside Mm -hmm. on a mountain there was loads of people around them and they were just full on riding like well they were like real making love like yeah. and one of the the man is married so we had a big conversation with him okay. on my friend Hannah Witten's channel and in her video like and he was talking about how like his his wife is so supportive and all that and it was just it was fascinating that I is kind of like that wow. is fascinating like I, I, I that's something that really intrigues me about um mm. porn stars and you know people who work in in porn films yeah how their partners must feel about what they do but then I suppose there's a lot of nuance as well isn't there now yeah. with with like open relationships and That's kind it. of fluid kind of situations that people are in so you never know like his his wife could think it's really hot, hot. Yeah. Porn, you know? and a lot of them use the word compersion like a lot okay. of them which means like you get pleasure from someone you love experiencing pleasure kind mm-hmm. of thing and a lot of them don't seem to have an open relationship mm-hmm. they're like monogamous but uh, obviously they're not monogamous because they're, yeah, 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 they're emotionally yeah. monogamous yeah. and they don't outside of the job aspect they yes, don't really they don't go off other. and have have partners that they see on the weekend mm-hmm. kind of thing because yeah. uh yeah the main thing i always hear about that is like that it, it gets kind of like time wise it's very hard to juggle because um, I did try it and for a while I was kind of like maybe I am polyamorous and I was like no I'm just dating a lot of people at the same yeah, time yeah. it's not the same yeah, thing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah there is a fine line there yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you are you've just gotten engaged well recently mm-hmm. enough how, how long ago was this, this well, summer? We, we got um engaged like officially we got engaged a few months back but we we got engaged amongst ourselves over a year ago, okay. but he didn't have the money for a ring at the time, okay. so he was training. Okay. Because um, he's in a lot of student deck, uh, he trained up to be a pilot and okay. stuff. So I, w- I went away with him while he was studying and um, he gave me an onion ring, <laughs> and like in The Simpsons, because we love The Simpsons, like we're massive fans of that. And uh, literally to the point I'm putting like, you know when Homer goes, poor Vu, and he gives the ring, mm. we're putting that in his uh, in his wedding ring. Oh, adorable. But, um, yeah, no, it's weird. I went through such a phase of being really... I wouldn't say anti-marriage, but okay. for myself, like my parents divorced. I know a lot of people who, you know, they'll break up. I was with someone for six years. That didn't work out mm-hmm. and all this. And But I, I don't know. I got to a point where I was just kind of like, right, right now, I'm with someone who, I like, I've never been this happy with someone. Yeah. I've known him for 12 years, 11 years as a mate. Like, and mm-hmm. I, I always fancied him and then he always fancied me, but I was with someone when we met. Then when we broke up, he was with someone yeah. and that just kept fucking happening. <laughs> and, um... I was like, right, oh my God, finally my chance. And uh, yeah, and I'm just really happy with it. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, you know, if stuff happens, it happens. Yeah. But I don't want that to stop me living my life. Yeah. And um, and I always did love, when I was younger, I loved the idea of, of f- being so committed to someone that you can stand up in front of all your family and friends and that celebrate lovely, that. And, yeah. That's yeah. a really lovely thing. And I know people divorce, but like, Jesus, it's, it's actually happening less now, which is yeah. cool. Because yeah. people are waiting till they're older. Yeah. And I'm glad, I know I'm quite, like, I'm, I'm 30... And, you know, 
back in my ma's day, they'd mm. kind of get married in their early 20s. Yeah. But I I was not in any place no, to be doing nothing like that then. No. I remember my my parents got married, I think they were 25 and 26. And that was late. Mm. That They were like all of their cousins and were married already at like 20, yeah. 21. Like I didn't know my arse from my elbow when I was 21. <laughs> God, I really yeah. didn't yeah. looking back, you know. Although yeah. I thought I did, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, and so you're monogamous now with your yes. fiancé. And how does he feel about your openness online about sex and all that kind of thing and about your past because I mean my husband doesn't even know about my sexual past never mind the internet and him oh yeah yeah yeah. so how does he kind of feel about that and deal with that that's that's actually a really interesting question because so obviously he knew me long before I had a YouTube channel and I was always quite um not mouthy what's the word I, I was always quite loose lipped about yeah. those kinds of things yeah. you know especially after a few Just drinks open, yeah. with yeah. mates yeah. I would always talk about that kind mm. of stuff so he always knew me and yeah. knew what I was like and but the thing is with the internet as well like I only started talking about sexuality after I had I you know Stephen Byrne yes and um, so we had a, a pint or something like that and it was coming up to the marriage equality referendum and I think there was some bar girl or something I was like just commenting on her and I was single at the time and I oh no I wasn't single no I wasn't single I can still comment on people okay when I'm with someone (laughs) (laughs) I said me and Thomas do that all the time and we'll just we'll often notice the same girl and kind of look at each other and have a little giggle or whatever it's nice but um but that's fine just because you're just because you're you know in a relationship doesn't mean you can't appreciate I always fancy people you know what I mean I and especially like famous people or people in films or shows I'm always going on you can't expect that to switch off yeah just because you're in a relationship exactly not what it's about anyway um sorry yeah tangent but I um I commented on this this woman and he said he then he was kind of like are you bisexual and all and we were having a chat and he was just like how do you how come you don't talk about this online Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm, I'm, I'm with someone and he was like so yeah <laughs> and I, I think that because all my life and I even tweeted about this today because it's by visibility day today no but, way yeah what good timing I know it's me I'm not a ghost <laughs> I, no sorry I planned that that was 100% planned <laughs> for anyone listening I planned that okay <laughs> but, um, my my ex my, my first boyfriend said mm. like I remember he was really like but we're together, like you're committed to me. So if you're going around saying that you're bisexual or you're still adamant that you're bisexual, that means that I'm not enough for you. And that means that like, that makes me feel like shit. And he was re- he couldn't see the, that your sexual orientation has nothing to do with your, your relationship status. Yeah. Because like single people are not asexual because yeah. they're not with someone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. nothing to do with yeah. your sexuality. Like yeah. the, the way, you know, there's 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 gay priests. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they never marry. They never, you know, be with anyone. Yeah. Um, and it was just really hard to get that through to him. But anyway, with, with Stephen, I was having this conversation and he was mm. kind of like, you know, you could really use your platform to inspire people to go out and vote. And it's a really important vote, obviously. And, and I was just kind of thinking like, yeah, why don't I talk about this stuff? And this was before, like any of the big YouTubers, like even Shane Dawson, none of them were out. Like no, it was apart from the ones who were very, you know, in your face about, about you know, like their sexuality and stuff like that. But, you know, here's my boyfriend, you know, like, yeah. with, like a yeah. guy. If, unless they were really like that, no one really made videos about it at yes. the time. Okay. I think it was like 2014 or 15 or something like that. And I didn't know how to go about it because there wasn't like reference videos, especially by women, especially like bisexual women. Mm-hmm. There was in the media talk of of bisexuality. It was always like the media arguing about whether or not someone was bisexual. Like say Angelina Jolie, I remember she had a girlfriend and then they were like, oh, but now she's married to, to Brad Pitt. So like, what is she? And it was all this yeah. like, you know, analyzing and yeah. tearing and people apart. And misunderstanding, like there's so yeah. much misunderstanding. 
with, with yeah, yeah and, and especially like with men yeah. like if 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 a man ever talks about bisexuality they're like he's just gay like they're he's gay i have two male friends who are bisexual and they're both youtubers and like they barely ever talk about it online and they always tend to go out with, with girls and we've had talks about that it's kind of like there's so much um heteronormativity mm-hmm. that you're grown up with that you you don't almost don't know how to model like on, on dates with girls i'd i'd be like oh i better pull out her chair or like you know yeah. i put my arm around her it's like <laughs> yeah, one of do? us had to be the man like yeah. i i was like i don't know how to i don't know how to do that because it's on i don't see it in films i don't see it in my life it's not represented and enough, yeah. yeah and it really it did really affect a lot of my choices definitely mm-hmm. um anyway where am i going with this me and steven chatting yeah. and um that made me kind of be like right i should uh i should do some video to make people vote. Mm-hmm. So I made a video called How to Come Out and it wasn't necessarily all about me or anything like that. It was me and Riyadh, our friend, yeah. and James Mitchell. Um, yes. He does the Tri Channel stuff. And or is this Tri Channel? Yeah, I think it's the Tri Channel. But we, the three of us were kind of just sat on my bed um, making this structured video, kind of like a like a tutorial on how yeah. to come out. And, and it was all very basic. It was like, find one person and once you tell that one person, I'll... Um, and after that, I got so many people being like, can you make a video about this thing? Can you make a video about this and this and this? All about uh, bisexuality. And it almost accidentally became part of my online thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. um, there was obviously a hunger for it then. If yeah. people were getting on to you straight away, being like, do more of this, oh, do yeah. more of this. And like private emails where they were yeah. s- sending me their life story. And, all. and so like with Thomas, like Thomas was there through this whole kind of... Um, through all of that and mm. and Thomas is your fiance my fiance yeah. yeah oh yeah so I'm, I'm circling back you see I remembered <laughs> um but he he just never had any any opinion on it really so when we got together um he never brought it up he never dog asked questions and um, said why do you do this or you know ever nothing no mention of it if I if I ever said I'm filming today he'd be like oh what are you filming and I'd say to him and he'd be like oh cool you know I'm doing a Q&A about bisexuality or I'm doing this or I'm doing that he'd always be like oh cool and he'd always watch it and just he's just really loving and supportive and he knows it's part of what I do because that's amazing that you, I know. That you have that in him. Like, and I even he's did... obviously very secure and oh yeah, you know he he doesn't give a shit what people think about him. Like amazing. he, I think it's and he says it himself. Like he said it in my video, so I don't mind saying it here. But he he got really badly bullied in school, so that gave him a very thick skin. And like people have commented on my videos before, you know they'll they'll slag his dress sense or they'll be like he's gay, he's closeted, he's gay, you're a beard, and he's he just doesn't care. Like everything just goes right over his head. Like he That's has amazing. He's the most incredible like it's like he's this impenetrable suit on yeah. and someone could be up in his face saying all sorts of stuff and he's just looking at them and he's just like <laughs> right I'll see you later like he just doesn't and I admire that so yeah. much and it's really rubbed off on me okay. um, because in the past stuff people like people's opinions of me would get to me more mm-hmm. in the past mm-hmm. like if people misunderstood me or, or whatever and now the only time I ever get like kind of real self-aware is if I if I do um fuck up or miscommunicate or, or whatever and yeah. you know obviously but me as a person or uh, and anything like that like the way I talk the way I look if people say shit about that I'm like fuck off you don't care anymore yeah, yeah. Um, but Thomas is he's amazing we we made a video about what he thinks about my sexuality or like he, does it threaten him and all this and he did now he did admit one time and I don't mind I don't mind saying this he did admit one time we were having a really long conversation and he did say he would be more in terms of like our lifetime together he would be more um, he would have more feelings of of um, not insecurity but like 
some not inadequacy. I don't know what the right word unease. is. Unease yeah. about about like the idea of me um feeling like he can't fulfill something that I might want to seek from a woman because he knows the way the way I work I am I think the reason I don't use the label pansexual is because gender definitely does inform my attractions so so like the type of guys and the type of girls I often go for are like those kind of real hyper mask hyper femme kind of you know yes and uh the any anything any my most significant relationship with a girl was three months and you know and that so that's a big point of reference for me when talking to him and you know what I did get from that sexual experience and from that dating experience was very different from what I do get with him Mm -hmm. even though at the core of it it is just you and another person yeah but there's a there's definitely um a different feeling around it based on you know women we have we have menstrual cycles we have different ways of there's a completely expressing. different dynamic yeah. between yeah two yeah. two girls and two two a guy and a girl. And I think like there's a slight element of kind of like him worrying that I might I might at one point kind of be like oh you know I'm not getting that here. Whereas he's just like I I would never have that with other other fellas because mm-hmm. he's so secure in himself as a man and he knows that like he 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 does so much to to ensure that our relationship is really is great mm-hmm. um and stuff like that. So there, there's you know there's the tiny bit of that obviously may be in the back of his head, which in fairness, if I, even though I'm bisexual myself, if I was with, say, a girl who's bi or a guy who's bi, I might always have that thing of like, I'm I'm a girl and you're also attracted to men. And, you know, I, but, but that all comes down to like comparing yourself to people and, mm-hmm. and thinking like you're not enough for someone. And, yeah. and I think it's a, that's something you just have to work on yeah. in any relationship. Yeah. Oh, completely. Think yeah. about all the girls you probably have met you know like I grew up obviously like you know and hanging out in these groups of girls and they'd always be kind of going on about like oh he he's more into blondes he's more into girls who are tan he's more into skinny girls he's more into this you know everyone experiences that yeah. to, an, to an extent yeah. um, and like I always say whether it's in romantic relationships in friendships whatever you, you're never ever going to get everything that you could ever possibly want yeah. from one person absolutely you're not ever that's mm. just a fact yeah. but the, the thing is with a monogamous relationship you make the choice to deal with that yeah. yourself. Yeah. So you make the choice to say, I'm going to commit to this person and whether they can give me 100% of what I need or not, that's yeah. my, it's my decision to, to commit and to be monogamous. Yeah. And then everything else that I need, I can find in an, but in a non-sexual, yeah. non-romantic way. But that's it. Because so, like, it's like, we, um, say with that for an example, if I was like having a, a moment where I was just really only sexually drawn to women, I would just watch a ton of porn and I'd maybe watch it with him and we, you know, that ha- we do that and we do, we can explore it in ways where like, you know, sometimes I will ask him to like talk about a certain girl while we're doing stuff and, yeah. and to kind of fulfill so I can like imagine things while me and him are doing stuff like mm-hmm. we, we can bring it in in different yeah. ways and yeah. I think like that, I was talking about that actually with a mate recently, that whole like where your your partner doesn't shouldn't ever try and juggle everything like they learn they're not your therapist they're not your this they're not your that but he uh hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the are you talking about you insane hollywood ass." 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Me and him, for example, films. Like, I'm mad into films. And he just doesn't really care all that much. Like, he'll watch one. And then afterwards, I want to talk about it for, like, five hours. And he's just like, oh, yeah, it was all right. Anyway, let's go to gym. (laughs) It's just so different in that way. And I get a lot of, you know, like, the kind of more, like, deep philosophical kind of conversations like I'll have them with like my dad or like certain mates that me and him just don't talk about that stuff I have a similar buzz with my husband when it comes to music Mm. so I love music I used to play music I absolutely just it's a constant in my life the whole time I love picking apart different like you know vocals and I love watching YouTube videos about different voices or different instruments and I love going to see live orchestras play oh, and yeah, yeah. I, love I love a live orchestra every kind of music I love classical I love hip hop I love everything mm. and I feel really really passionately about it to the point where I I, <laughs> I listen to songs over and over and over anyway my husband ha- he likes music as much as the next person but it's never been a massive passion of his Yeah, and so if I need to have a really really like like music a, nerd like chat, a really music nerdy <laughs> chat. I'll I know who else to go to for that, and yeah. it's with one of my friends or my dad or whoever it is. But I, you know, that 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 was never going to be a reason for me to go. Actually, do you know what? You're not the you're one. You're not the one. <laughs> like you can't give me my music chat, and that's really important to me. Yeah, so yeah. no, because what he does give me is so much more than that, and it's it's so much the bigger picture. And oh yeah, um, so I think it's always worth remembering that. In you know, like whether you down the line find yourself attracted to a girl or a guy or whoever you've it made you've mean, made the yeah. choice to be monogamous you've made a choice to commit yeah. so no matter what comes along sure, I am going to find other people attractive Absolutely and he will, will. as well yeah, and it's of kinda, yeah, I, I really I get a bit like Ugh, when you know when I'm talking to people and they're mm. like oh no not my my partner they're, they're not allowed look at anyone or and like that. I, I, it does make me feel a little bit kind of uncomfortable and it's it's so restrictive and it's mm. so like that's not how it, human it brains work it reads a bit insecure to me yeah like, you know because if there was an attractive woman and my husband was like looking at her or whatever or thinking about her like that's none of my business yeah uh, with the best will in the world it's and it none doesn't, of my business. it doesn't reflect it doesn't, on you it doesn't, it doesn't affect me it doesn't reflect it totally. doesn't reflect on his feelings for you no. anything like that no um, and I think that's something that like it almost you know when you're young and people are like oh one day you'll understand or like you'll you'll you know you'll become more wise as you grow and I'd be like shut the fuck up like you know <laughs> but it I do think getting older has made me a lot more comfortable with that fact and yeah. has made me understand that yeah. um that your your relationship with someone doesn't you know what they do or don't have with other people has nothing to do with this little bubble that you and him or I've you created, and her or yeah. you and whoever have together yeah. um and it's so nice it's just so nice to just trust 
the other person mm-hmm. as well and just yeah. kind of be able to be honest about those mm-hmm. things and trust and honesty once they're there everything else is you mm. know it doesn't you don't have to both be able to talk about film or you know whatever yeah, it is yeah exactly um and so I just I noticed one of your videos um, and sometimes I feel that way about this podcast a little bit. You said at the start of it, I think what was the video called? I think it was called Masturbation Porn and Vibrators or something like that. <laughs> yeah. and, and at the start of the video, you were like, family, turn off now. You don't need to look at this video. And I, I said that at the, ver- at the top of the very first um, episode of Private Education, I said, thanks so much for the support, mom and dad, but you don't need to listen to any yeah. episode. Just press play and then put it on mute. And that is what they do. Yeah. What is your family's reaction to your, that that aspect of your YouTube life? Mm, I think um, if they have really strong opinions on, on it, they've not shared them with me. And okay. I'm kind of glad. Like, you know, I did give them a bit of a, a heads up when I was, when I kind of realized that I could talk about this stuff online. It took me going to like UK conventions and stuff and meeting other people who were making um, sex education content and all that to realize like, oh my God, that's so interesting. That's so fun. Like, why am I pigeonholing myself? Like, I can talk about anything. Mm -hmm. I can talk about anything online. Um, And, you know, it does affect your growth, your views, because you get demonetized. Like, YouTube doesn't really push that kind of stuff yeah uh, you know because it's more sensitive it's not family friendly fluffy fun mm-hmm. but it's so much more impactful and the people who do watch it are way more like yes this is great rather yeah. than you know um but so I told them and I kind of gave them a bit of a heads up but and I you know I did say this you know if I ever make a video and it has this kind of title or whatever just like I'd I'd prefer if you just kind of didn't watch that but I do think you know say more distant family like um not like immediate family but more distant family I definitely have like stuff has gotten back to me of stuff that's been said you know judging like why I would talk about it or like you know that kind of thing um and that kind of makes me realize that yeah like that video that might have 200,000 views I'm like 200,000 people have seen that video and cast judgments on on it on the content on why it was made and all this that and I just kind of have to not care about it like I have to I have to just blank that out because otherwise I wouldn't make what I want to make. Yeah. It's kind of like with with creativity. It's like if you want to, you know, write something like with my novel. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I cared too much about what other people's opinions of mm-hmm. it where I would never finish it. I wouldn't I wouldn't share it because yeah. I would be I would be crippled by the idea of someone else not liking it. Um and I, I saw a podcast or I listened to a podcast recently with Ricky Gervais and he was kind of talking about that and he was just kind of like just folk if you're making something focus on the people that it's being made for they're the only people that matter mm-hmm. at the end of the day because like you know otherwise you just never do anything or share anything mm-hmm. so um it, it is a difficult one though you know and I get a lot of questions from people who are from very religious families and stuff and they're kind of like how how do I be authentic and be myself and and explore all this and that and the other and or live openly you know if um I had a viewer a trans viewer recently uh say to me like they were like I can't live my life as me because of my parents and this and the other and it it is so heartbreaking because I think just once you're once you're an adult and you're kind of out of being under their tongue like you you kind of have to draw a line somewhere be like right this is this is what I want to do and just respect their you know their their wishes to a certain extent yeah. but still completely do 
do you? you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there was another a couple, a couple more <laughs> things in your habits formed in 20, uh, when you're in your 20s um, video that I wanted to ask about. So one one thing I think, I, I mean, I want to buy a billboard and put this on. <laughs> Girls, after you have penetrative sex, go for, go to the toilet. Go for a piss. <laughs> a nice piss. And go to the toilet because like literally I remember like years and years ago I, I was somewhere at work and a girl that I worked with had started seeing a new guy and she went away for the weekend with him. Mm. She came back and she went to the doctor and she had a UTI urinary tract infection for anyone oh. who's, who doesn't know. Yeah. And it was obviously because she'd spent the weekend having loads of rides with this new yeah. guy. <laughs> and then she came home from the doctor and she said her her dad said, you know, what's, what's wrong? And she said, I've got a UTI. And she didn't realise that it was very very much linked to sex, sex yeah. Um, yeah. but I I occasionally have gotten UTIs in the past and since I started immediately after the penetrative sex oh, it just finished, stopped, so yeah. go to the bathroom straight away have a nice wipe <laughs> front to, to back, back. <laughs> yeah. and then you'll be fine yeah 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 and it really 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 cuts them back oh and it makes such a difference when you said that in that video I was like yes like, oh. <laughs> no it is one of those things that I thought it was an old wife's tale yeah. and I was kind of like so right true though and I get it you know the way our anatomy is it's it's just shocking like who designed down there like <laughs> fuck's sake but I know so, and I know some people's might be you know things might be close to together it might be harder it might yes. be, they might be more prone to it if mm-hmm. especially if like they don't keep their back passage very clean yeah but um you know i used to be so stupid like when i was a teenager i would i would have anal sex and then straight away i would have vaginal sex like yeah. take it out put it in 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 each one one or the other because you know we'd see it in porn and we'd be like oh that that's, looks that's, great that can, we can do that yeah, yeah. And, and then i'd be crippled with like burning cystitis for like you know to the point that like i couldn't get off the toilet yeah. i'd be on the toilet all day not even going just mm. tr- little driplets getting through it's <laughs> agony like yeah and um and yet feeling like you need to pee yeah. all the time all day oh, and, it's and so it's painful. just when you learn this is why I'm kind of like why is there not a module in school yeah. that's about sex and relationships from the age you know from when you're really young right the way through because mm-hmm. there's so much that benefits your day to day life if you yeah. just learn it yeah. you yeah. shouldn't have to learn it by like, going this through is it. this <laughs> is why when I saw that I was like okay that's like at least 500,000 people <laughs> now no to we right after <laughs> yeah. like it's just this is the thing you know that's why I, I your comfort and even you know the fact that just there you were like when I was a teenager and I'd have anal sex then I'd have you know vaginal sex straight away after and the fact that you know you can even say that say sentence that without you know freaking out or tensing up or your face going red like that's but to it. me that's so you know different what? the way from... I think about it is kind of mm. like the way we can just sit there and so openly be like so I had some pasta and then I had you know a bit of pizza and it's just, it's just a thing it's you're doing thing. With and your it literally body. is a thing that everyone is doing like, everyone okay, I don't does. mean that everyone is having, having anal. anal sex <laughs> I don't mean that I don't even like it anymore I used to know? just I only used to do it I think I used to do it just because the lad I was with liked okay. doing it and, yeah. and I you know it, it wasn't terrible I just mm. wasn't necessarily getting much out of it yeah. and it was more of a you know oh let's have like a dirty ride today or whatever yeah, but yeah, like yeah. in general I would never just be like oh I'm really in the mood for that so yeah. I just don't no, do it yeah, anymore I'm, I'm the same I'm it's never been good on the menu for, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's never been good it just if it was good I'd be all about it yeah like it's not that we don't have a g-spot the, up there like you no, know it's we don't have the there. the prostate thing no. and but even like loads of guys don't like that like you know yeah. I know a lot of guys do like it mm-hmm. but you know, it's e- even with that added, like it, it's just a strange sensation. Like, yeah. I, I, like it's been described to me as you know having a shit backwards. It's just, <laughs> it's just not. No, it's like the shit coming back all the way up. But it's just, um, 
it's just yeah like if you like it you like it though you know I yeah. don't I would yeah. never I would never um, kink shame anyone no, but um, yeah just personally it's personally, not that yeah 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 that's great that's great <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the another thing that you had which is why I was looking at um, Erica Lust and how I got it onto her website and everything is mm. in that video you also said uh, one of the things the sexual good sexual habits you formed in your 20s was to watch better porn mm. so talk to me about this because for me the porn I watch is generally like you said it's like the fast food of porn yeah so yeah. if I want to watch porn it's generally because I don't have time to have the ride I don't have time to spend an half an hour yeah. even masturbating I literally have to get in two do minutes it, and, yeah. get it. and I, all I want is an <laughs> the orgasm the best vibrator in the drawer right yeah. you I, like the really good one <laughs> yeah. and I just and it's it's it is very much a case of put something in front of me so this speeds up the process. The process, yeah. That's all it yeah. is for me. Um, and generally, that's the only time I really watch porn. And I, I'm happy, like, I, I'm i happy for my see, husband I, to I watch it. I make a big sesh out of it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I have done in the past, mm. um, on occasion. Yeah. Um, particularly when I was single, I, I remember seeing a guy and we were remotely both watching porn and, and it would go on for hours and, we, you know. Yeah. But, like, it definitely not anymore it's more yeah. just a functional thing yes yes so but what you were saying was you know when you want to watch like quote unquote decent porn mm. what is that what is that to you and what does that mean so to you the, ma- the main thing like that I feel now what, say if I click into Pornhub or whatever now I, I don't know when this started or like what conversation was had that made me aware of this about it was some quote that um, it was some talk I was at or something where they talked about how much uh, revenge porn is online and how how many videos you know you'll be watching a video and like one thing that I always really love watching and I still love like watching it is like um, just a girl masturbating and it's really up close so you can see the the uh, orgasm mm-hmm. on camera like in really great detail with like mm-hmm. lovely audio and all this like just those kind of real homemade th- videos mm-hmm. um, and finding out that a lot of them are private videos those girls have sent to their partner yeah. uh, or their, you know someone that they were just shagging Seen, or yeah, an ex yeah, yeah. or whatever and then yeah. they put it up and the whole revenge porn thing is so not with our generation necessarily yeah. but like with younger people and you know a lot of the people the girls that would be in uh, in those videos so mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I'm way more conscious of of what I'm watching now so I always try and see like is it uh, is it like people who consistently upload like do yeah, they are yeah. they purposefully making this for the internet and like is you know that kind of thing because I, I don't I don't like stuff that's too overproduced or like yeah. fake and I like seeing more diversity and stuff mm-hmm. like that so I think um, with porn the way it negatively negatively affected me first of all I did go through a bit of an addiction with porn like I couldn't orgasm without it and I was, was watching it multiple times a day mm-hmm. and so I had to give it up for a while mm-hmm. in order when to when would this have been what age would years you ago okay. like I, I think I was in my early 20s okay. maybe or a okay. uh, long time ago mm-hmm. but it became this um and I, I don't really I don't necessarily have like a super addictive personality but I can't I've been addicted to a few things and I think um this one was quite difficult because it was the stuff I was watching as well. It was all the same. It was all kind of like, you know, boob jobs and they, they all looked a certain way. Yeah, and and yeah, I, yeah. I I was really comparing myself to what I was watching. I was really, it was affecting my sex life because I was trying to emulate what I was seeing mm-hmm. um, and that kind of thing. And I, I guess, you know, I, you can't really shame people for like watching a certain type of porn. But I think it's really good to 
trying like a broaden uh, like what you what you're watching like mm-hmm. consuming different types of stuff mm-hmm. and kind of making sure the source like that would be more than that and it's like the source of it is um, good yeah, yeah is yeah, yeah. because oh, yeah I just get such a, a sinking awful feeling of like if I was watching something and then I found out it was like the guy's little sister down the road and it yeah. went up without her consent and they were down the guards about it and not because yeah. I've, I've heard stories like this and a lot of my audience messaged me going like oh there's these I sent this picture to this guy and now it's gone all around school and now it's online and what do I do? And they're like, I can't tell my parents because as soon as my parents, then they'll have to see it. And it's horrible. Like it's, mean, yeah. it's ho- it actually, That's awful. It, it is like, I, I can't imagine that happening to me. Like I think, but then when you look at it though, you know, what's her face? The You know, the biggest paying actress in Hollywood is uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh yes. Yeah. And all of her nudes got leaked. Mm-hmm. Like, and um you know, and it and she kind of just got to a point where she was like, right, they're out there now. Fuck it, I'm going to still work yeah. and like fuck you if you look at it. Yeah. Um, and in so a way, that's kind of a, a, not the best way to handle it, isn't it? Like yeah. just to be like, obviously, not everyone's going to be able to do that. Not everyone is oh, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence, but at the same time, you know, like anything, I I I would always say anything that I've ever sent to anyone or filmed or whatever is something that I not that I would be happy to have online because absolutely not but it's something that if it did end up online I'd be like you know Mm -hmm. what that's me that's that's the way I go about it now as well I'm I'm very careful with like um the types of stuff because you know obviously I was my my fiance and I about I think the first year of our relationship was long distance Mm -hmm. um so I was going over and back to Spain a lot and so we a lot of our sex life was videos we would make for each other and you know Skype and phone calls and all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and um and but you know even still I was kind of quite careful with what I would say in them and and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing because you know I have certain kinks that I just wouldn't want anyone to know other than my partner and that kind of thing so it is just about especially if you're oh my god if you're listening and you're under 18 don't put your face in pictures it's (laughs) child pornography like don't please don't or any identifying tattoos or birthmarks (laughs) (laughs) stick a bit of sellotape on them yeah just cover them up put makeup on them yeah (laughs) Yeah. do whatever you have to do um yeah and so (laughs) you were saying as well you had uh sort of a porn addiction Mm. how did you um Get yourself out of that, I suppose. I had to go cold turkey okay. with it for, I think it was like six months. What I did is, is how I did it first mm-hmm. was to just completely give it up. Okay. Um, and it, after that, when I said I could, when I told myself like, right, you know, if I can stay off of it for that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like at the time as well, I did kind of want to stop using a vibrator as well because I, I thought I didn't know how to come anymore with my hand. I was like, mm-hmm. God, I've become really out of touch with myself mm-hmm. completely and all this. But um, I didn't do that. I never stopped using vibrators. <laughs> but I, I just tried, like tried more regularly without a vibrator. Yeah. Um, but no, it was brilliant for me. It was it was really good to just, to just know that I wasn't broken because I thought I would never have an orgasm with someone unless there was a video playing in the okay. corner of the room do you know okay. what I mean and I didn't want the idea of me being married to someone and then us having sex with my eye kind of like looking off to the corner and and at a video and not being able to just be in that moment with them and, and that kind of thing I just didn't want that mm-hmm. Um, even though like you know I, I still watch porn like multiple times a week like mm-hmm. I probably watch it more than the average person but you know I, I don't think it's detrimental to my life anymore whereas mm-hmm. the reason I 
decided to like get, go six months without it was because I was kind of revolving my days around what times would I be free and alone that I can do this and like um, then if I wasn't able to do it I would get really frustrated and mm-hmm. irritable and, mm-hmm. and it was affecting like my actual sex life okay. so that's when and that that often it does often happen to fellas but it happens to girls as well and I think like a lot of us don't don't really talk about it how like the, that visual stimulus can make real life sex not as sexy yes. if that makes sense yeah. do you yeah. know what I mean and so you you said as well there a second ago that you have kinks that you aren't comfortable sharing oh, yeah. with the yeah. world yeah. so obviously I'm not going to ask oh, yeah. you <laughs> so what, what are, are they <laughs> please tell me no, no of course not but <laughs> it's what what where is the line for you as in because you're so 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 open yeah. and on your on your YouTube and you know on social and stuff you answer most like you've answered so mm. many questions for people people ask you all sorts of things you're really really open really confident self-assured about that sort of thing yeah so what is it that where, where's the line I what, think what, what is that what is it that makes you want to keep certain parts of it to yourself I think right so there's two two parts of that answer so like one part of it is that because I share so much I I need to keep a certain amount back so that I feel like you know my life isn't the internet do you know what I mean like there's a lot of things that I wouldn't put for example in my monthly vlogs yes a lot of people in my life a lot of hobbies a lot of certain things like that and I'm kind of like you know I have to have some stuff for me that's not for you know everyone um and then the second thing would be I think what helps me decide is that like I'm like if I'm sharing this thing what is or isn't educational about it like or what is or isn't going to actually help someone else because like my personal kinks and stuff like that I don't think by me sharing those like maybe it might you know someone might hear hear that and be like oh I have that kink too now I feel like it's less weird but I just I don't want to take on that job like I feel yeah. like what I share <laughs> is kind of like um kind of the developmental stuff like you know when you're when you're first learning about this and that and the other like I'll talk about my first period or you know like the time well there's I don't know then as well if it involves anyone else so if it involves True, yeah, someone fair. else so by me say talking about a certain kink then I'm, I'm automatically talking about me and my partner or yes. other people I've had sex with I get and, you. And so to be respectful to everyone to everyone else you, yeah, okay. yeah and, and and because obviously like if I have a certain kink it's likely that the other person has it as well mm-hmm. if we're if we're if, in a sex yeah, 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 yeah. sex life so it would be difficult of, if they didn't yeah in, yeah. Some, <laughs> in some instances I can imagine yeah <laughs> there's some yeah there's some things I'm kind of into that Thomas just is not into Okay. Um and like and that is kind of I don't know it's weird because I've I, at the start I was kind of like oh god I really miss that thing but I don't because I, I figure out how to like you know obviously I'll just watch porn of that or stuff on yes, my own so yeah. I still have you still have a solo There's sex still life still an outlet like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's interesting like that solo sex life you've got it's almost like everyone has two sex lives in oh, a yeah. way you yeah. have the one that you, that you explore by yourself and then you have the one with your partner do you yeah, find yeah and I think that's really healthy as mm-hmm. well like the all the stuff that you do on your own, all the stuff you think about can benefit and, and uh, like improve your sex life with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, even even like all the time I was single and all of the sexual experiences I had during that, like I do feel like all of that, um, you know, kind of added to, you know, my, my current partner gets to benefit from all of that as well. Yeah. So it is just interesting looking at all these different avenues of someone's sex life and, mm-hmm. and how that kind of changes over time and, and stuff. Yeah. That's fascinating. <laughs> it actually is. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that um, a lot of people message me and say for, you know, on private education or, or on my own Instagram or wherever mm. is that, you know, how how did I come to be so comfortable 
talking about this sort of thing yeah and I actually can't answer that because I don't know and I just want to know from you like you and I we're both from relatively small towns North yeah. County Dublin like we're just I would normal, consider myself yeah. normal like you're oh, completely yeah, normal like there's nothing special about me it's not that I had any specific training in the no. area or any specific like my parents I was raised Catholic same my parents are really conservative mm. very normal parents <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know I just I I never know how to explain the comfort level that I have talking about this sort of thing I'm just yeah. grateful that I have it because it I think opens the door for other Can people ask, to talk about d- it have you did you always have like friends that were the same like do you think your friendship circles that you developed over life like do you think that ever do you know I actually think it was the opposite in a way because you would be the one yeah (laughs) Yeah. I would have been the person that was just I I have always just thought about it as another aspect of life life, and another and a thing that everyone is doing and we all go through these experiences and it's exactly the same mm. as you know your whether it's like you're you know getting your period or going to college or moving out for the first time yeah. like having sex for the first time having anal sex for the first time it's all just part of the experience of life yeah. so in terms of my friend groups I definitely would have been the one that people now that's not to say that my friends are all real prudish and don't yeah. talk about it but it's just I probably would have been the person to give that advice yeah. or the person that was more comfortable shall we say than anybody else so do you have any insight just finally uh, like what kind of what do you think made you feel this comfortable talking about these things so privately I don't know I'd be the same as you like privately I have no idea where like how my mindset became that like oh well this is just a thing that happens I think part of it was that I just really enjoyed talking about that stuff Mm -hmm. like I think I got way more excited talking about you know what we did in bed last night versus um I don't know a soap opera you know with my mates so that I don't I don't know how to explain but publicly I know all of this started with um a video I made about acne and it was my first viral video and it was the first time I got any kind of an audience and it was because I was sharing something that previously I'd always kept really private and like I'd always covered up my I'd put so much layers of makeup on before school God, like I would wake up way before skilled upon fuck tons of makeup, and then I would straighten my hair and I put it like this so like no one could see my my skin. And then when I was got ready into YouTube, I found this one girl called Cassandra Bankson, and she used to make these acne tutorials, and I loved watching them. Like I'd watch them over and over and over again, not because I was copying her makeup, because oh my god, she has acne and she's showing up close. Because the only picture I'd seen of a celebrity with acne before that video was Cameron Diaz and it was like really far taken away. And I just didn't ever see that and it was amazing to me to see that. So I remember then I got this massive breakout. I was taking whey powder because it was like um, lactose intolerant, but like I was taking it when I was going to the gym. I was like, yeah, like protein powder. And um, <laughs> I got this enormous breakout all over my face and I was in my 20s and I was like, for fuck's sake. And I'd already been started making YouTube videos at this point and I remember thinking, like no one was watching them though. So I was kind of like, oh, like I could make a video like the one she made. And I, I, I modeled it off of hers, yeah. do you know what I mean? And um, But I, you know, all the keywords were like, all to do with acne and I was convinced the only people that would see it would be people with acne and then it got 
loads and loads and loads of views and YouTube had this homepage at the time and they put it there and then it was just getting shared on the sun and all this and the other and then all these people were seeing it and they were saying all sorts of things like take a bitch to the pool on the first day and oh my god can you imagine waking up next to that and horrible things but then there was also so many people being like thank you so much and that outweighed all those arseholes Mm -hmm. but honestly like after that video went out I remember waking up one day and it, it was at a few million views at this point and I was kind of like doing my makeup and I was like I d- everyone has seen my face like it's I don't grand, yeah. I'm not embarrassed of this anymore like I'm I don't really need to wear makeup like yeah I like wearing it but I don't need it and that that affected every part of my life because then I was kind of like if people know something about me it, the world's not going to end yes, do you know what I mean yeah. and I kind of realized like my passion for education and my passion for sex and relationships and stuff like that. I was kind of like, why can't I just combine them? Yeah. I don't care what people think yeah. about what I say. Like yeah. the people who benefit from it and like it will like it. And I have to concentrate on those. Yeah. And the people who don't get it or think it's weird or whatever, they don't matter. Yeah. So that That's- that changed my life. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Well, I think I, I speak for myself and I'm sure like l- literally hundreds of thousands of other people when I say it's appreciated. Like I, I really think... Um, more it needs to happen more more mm. people need to be comfortable talking about it you know um, it is a fact of life it's not going away it's not something that people will all of a sudden stop doing, doing we're not yeah. all just going to stop having <laughs> sex one day we're not going to stop having relationships um, romantic or otherwise and so yeah I just think um, it's re- like and and whatever it is about you I think maybe maybe it's the like Irishness or maybe it's just you just you're you come across so open and so warm and it's almost like even instant trust with the the viewer like you know which is something that I'm I'm glad of that yeah that's nice that's what I want to kind of I want to get that into podcast world I'm, yeah. you know that's oh you definitely to. have that as well I think that's why we got on so well Ex- immediately because yeah. I uh, people who aren't like that I find it hard to click with them mm. um, and that's why like my, a lot of my mates if I look at my circle of mates they're all so different from each other mm. but they all have that one quality that's yeah. just this immediate comfort yes. to say anything yes yeah I feel the same way about my pals actually mm. So yeah, that's we, we've covered a lot in an hour, and yeah, yeah I feel, I honestly, God, I, we could go on and on, couldn't we? Really, yeah. um, should let her know if you if you if you want me back. I, I, I could always do a few trips. I think I'm gonna. I think I can safely say I would do want you back at <laughs> yes. some point. Um, yeah, we could do. There's all sorts we could do. Mm. Um, but thank you so much. Oh, thank for you for having on. me. I and love podcasts. I'm getting so into them lately. God, yeah. I well, hopefully everyone will. Yeah. So tell tell your pals about podcasts, people. Yeah. Specifically this, this one. one. <laughs> um, but Melanie Murphy, your if anyone wants to find you on YouTube, they can just search Melanie Murphy. My name, yeah. Um, likewise on Instagram, but you've got two eyes in two your eyes Melanie on Instagram. Yeah. Bitch stole my name, <laughs> and on Twitter I'm Melanie tweets, and that has two eyes as well. Okay, but if you type in my name, they just it'll, all come up, and arrive. they're all linked on my YouTube channel as well. Cool. And your book, if only, is out now as well. Your, yes, your fiction, it book is, is and uh, lots about relationships and that. Not so much about sex, but wait for my next novel. Oh, <laughs> more sexy time oh, than that. Exclusive, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so thank you so much. Thanks, Cassie. And Scout is in the corner in her little bed, oh, as per usual.
she's so cute okay <laughs> thanks everybody for listening um i hope thanks. you enjoyed this episode and thanks so much for all the lovely feedback on the last couple actually um with neve cooney we were talking about pregnancy sex and postpartum sex and sex with kids and all that kind of stuff and i had so many moms dads um you know Aww. step parents all sorts getting on to me to say thank Deadly. you and you know and actually i had, I had a girl who was pregnant or is sorry she still is pregnant i think she's like 25 weeks pregnant or something and she got on to me and said that uh listening to the episodes with neve have made her feel less terrified about the prospect of Aww. giving birth <laughs> which i'm I delighted to watch them as well which i'm delighted about <laughs> so um thanks so much everyone for the feedback and as always if you fancy it sure lash a review up on the internet somewhere i'd really appreciate it um, and until next week thanks so much for listening stay safe have fun a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.